From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 565. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. I'm back. <laughs> you are back. Glad to have you back. It always feels like a long time, even mm-hmm. though we talk like pretty frequently. And I say this like every time you're gone for a week. It's like, oh, it's been a long time. Well, but actually, it hasn't. But June's going to be weird for us then because uh, just as a scheduling note, a couple of scheduling mm-hmm. notes as we mm-hmm. I was away last week. I was on a mini vacation. Spent some time with uh, my friend underscore David Smith for his 40th birthday up in the Scottish Highlands, which is a lovely mini vacation. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I I got the call, the, the, the signal was shone in the sky, and I am <laughs> heading back to California uh, to go to WWDC, Apple's developer conference. Let's hope I actually make it in the door this time on the property. <laughs> it would be nice. Um, so I'm going to be... Uh, what we're going to do is next week we are going to record Big shuffling. Episodes. Yeah. Big shuffling for the next two few episodes weeks. next week. So if you listen mm-hmm. live, you can tune in a bit earlier. We're doing our regular episode. The week after that will be in all uh, RSTPA. So if you actually have any RSTPA questions, go to uh, uh, go to dot com and you can send those in. And we're going to do a big RSTPA episode. Then Brad's going to have a guest. So mm-hmm. uh, I will be back. What is it? Like third week of June or whatever. But for me and you, that's going to mean we're not going to. It's going to be like. Over two weeks. Yeah, that'll be, and that's always a long one. Every now and then we have the, the two-week gap. But, you know, we got some extra content, like uh, building our Lego Orchid for the Relay FM members. So we got yes. to spend some extra time. So it all balances out. I get enough mic time in there, and just you're gone uh, long enough uh, for me to start to miss you. So, uh, you know, it works out well. And everybody benefits from guests because you get to hear some different perspectives. I really enjoyed last week's episode. It was a very different episode of The Pen Addict. So getting to hear a little bit... F- uh, from Bryce about how luxury pens works was honestly fascinating. Uh, yeah, for so me lux- to hear luxury that. brands, luxury That's it, brands, luxury brands. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a uh, thing, but um, yeah, Bryce uh, and I have known each other for years on the the pen show circuit. You may have even met him, probably. I don't know. I don't know if y'all have ever crossed paths over the years, but maybe, probably. Um, but it was good to get that perspective from a distributor, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that all the time. Like we've always had like pricing conversations and like, you know, who's making these decisions. And I was really uh, curious about like regional things, right? Like, okay, you're the U.S. market. How does this work for the U.S. market, right? And or how do you know what what is your what is your role or your business's role in like driving these products? Like, is it strictly marketing? Or are you strictly a pass through? And it's like it's all the things depending on the brand, right? So it was it was a cool conversation, and I think yeah, y'all should check that what out. What was if really you interesting to me is he was kind of talking about like the idea that luxury brands is effectively commissioning products to exist sometimes in a yes. way, right? Like saying like, hey, we would like this kind of product for our market. Can you make it? And like when yes. you explain it like, yes, it obviously makes sense. They know their market, right? Maybe even better than, especially an international pen brand. Like they're going to know the US market better than a German pen brand or whatever, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also super. Is it platinum? He said that they they got a brand new product that they've worked on yeah. together. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And, and spoiler alert: there is no spoiler alert. He wouldn't even tell me offline, so I have no idea. Like, like I get the secrets ahead of time, and I don't have that one at all. So I reckon it's the Curidas <laughs> Two. 
That's what I think <laughs> it is. No, that's already exists. We just haven't it just haven't arrived yet. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but um yeah, like that's the things I wanted to know. Like I do you do you as a distributor in a certain market get to you know, put your thumb on the scale a little bit and say, yep. hey, like this market wants this. And then, you know, conversely, how much does the company, you know, have faith in you to deliver that? And it's very like company size dependent, like platinum is very large. Colorverse is very small, right? So there's simpler conversations. There's more complex conversations and just all kinds of interesting things going like, on. So I thought it was a good How big good of one. a company do you need to be as a distributor to be able to get platinum, like to convince platinum to make specific things for you? Obviously luxury brands is big enough, right? And that's just a, right. an interesting thing. Like, luxury brands could be a bigger company than platinum but it doesn't really matter like platinum's got interests that aren't necessarily just like fulfill what you need you know exactly so it was yeah i mean but also and you can tell with someone like bryce uh it's relationships right as well it's exactly. not just about money and if they trust if if they trust luxury brands and they will be willing to take a swing on something that they're suggesting would be good so right, yeah, right. he's it's really great just really in, insightful yeah. conversation I'm happy. Yep. So it was good stuff. I was glad to be able to bring that perspective to the show, and we'll probably do do some more of that stuff in the future. I I think people like uh, hearing about those types of businesses, Mm -hmm. and because like it it affects you know just like our day to day like stationary consumption, right? Like this is a very you know consumer facing you know hobby that we're in. You know, it's very uh it's very capitalism focused so it, it's good right. to know it's good to know like how all of this stuff happens right and, and just get some clarity on the processes and of you know and the roles certain types of businesses play so i thought it was very cool mm-hmm. all right we did get some feedback while you were gone mike um maybe hopefully probably for you it's 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 the last uh the last word on the king's pen but we might know what it is now um and it's kind of what we alluded to um when we were discussing uh coronation day that this looked like a highly custom job and it probably is so we got this feedback uh from my friend peggy sent this uh sent this to me um asked uh penultimate dave who is a great youtube content creator and is based in the uk so Peggy asked, uh, Peggy asked the question to Dave, you know, was it the Onoto coronation pin that Onoto has been uh, promoting like very heavily um, since the coronation? And, and Dave says, hi, Peggy, it wasn't an Onoto, but it was, I believe, a custom pin made in the Bur- Birmingham jewelry quarter, which is where many of the right. Onoto sterling silver pins we, are made. Can we yes. give that another shot? Yes. Birmingham. Birmingham. Wasn't it wasn't made in Alabama, Brad? Yeah, I know. That's that's one that will I am usually pretty good about that. That one does trip <laughs> me up from a proximity <laughs> and uh frequency perspective. Birmingham. I'm just needling you a little bit. I mean, this I is about the coronation. I Fair feel like. enough. <laughs> you know what, Mike? You read what Penultimate Dave has Love to say. It. Hi Peggy. It wasn't an Anoto, but I believe there's a custom pen made in Birmingham jewelry quarter, <laughs> which is where many of the Anoto sterling silver pens are made there is a royal jeweler that Anoto also used from time to time and many products the royal family use are made by the royal jeweler yeah royal jeweler special right so makes Mm. sense right I mean this was what I think I came to and you came to of like for this 
that is no way something that anyone can buy. Like, this is a thing that will be put in a museum, right? right? Like, this is one of the most important things in our country's history. It's like the right. pen that the king used to sign the document. How many of those even exist, like, in right. back into history? Like, a handful? Because right, yeah. What did they use before? Do we even have it still, right? Like, these are mm-hmm. very important artifacts, and that would have been a 100% custom job, like, through yep. and through. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, it, was a great, it was a great answer. Uh, I, think, yes. I think Dave has probably summed that up. Talk about the coronation. It's just like a random thing I won't share anywhere else particularly, so I just thought I'd mention it. So, my brother just had a baby. So, my brother mm-hmm. and his wife mm-hmm. just had a baby. And congrats, on the congrats, birth certificate, congrats. they have uh, the coronation seal. Like any baby born in May 2023 huh. gets the coronation seal on their birth certificate, which I think is awesome. That's kind of wild. thing to have, right? Like that would not have ever registered with me that that was a thing. That's me, no, I had no idea. Like, and he didn't have any idea either <laughs> until they gave him the yeah. birth certificate <laughs> and it was on there. It's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, I think we've had enough fun on this show so far uh, because I, I, I'm about to take it a different direction. Uh-oh. All right, you ready? You ready for this? I, I don't know if you've prepped for this at all. I think you probably did a little bit. Because I mean, I've I have... seen what's in, I've seen what you've written, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so I feel like I have an idea of what's coming and I, yeah. I don't really feel like I'm prepared for it emotionally. <laughs> probably not because I'm still not. I, I really was hoping I didn't have to talk about Uniball. And the uniballco.com, what they did to the uni Kuratoga dive on the podcast. Um, it was, it came up like two weeks ago, really, like like right after the last time we recorded. All of a sudden, I started getting emails. It's like, hey, the Kuratoga dive, which uniballco.com, I believe that's a US-based uniball site. There, there's so many like weird worldwide sites. Um that I never know which site, which location is actually driving which website. But I started getting emails, of course, when they started selling the Kuratoga Dive, the orange, green, and blue models got back in stock for $40 like a month or two ago, right? A couple months ago. I was like, oh, great. And like the dive's available. They're starting to put some more out there. And then a couple of weeks ago, I got an email. It's like, Brad, I, I guess click this link. I, I you maybe you shouldn't because you're going to be mad. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be mad because Uniball is directly now changed the price of the Kuratoga dive to ninety nine dollars to buy it directly from them. Okay. So, um, this is. I was like, okay, what's what's happening here? Did something change? Like, why why are we selling the forty dollar pencil for ninety nine dollars now? And people reached out to Uniball trying to sort out what's going on. And some uh, some Reddit users, there was a lot in the, the Mechanical Pencil subreddit ab- about this, that they got answers from Uniball directly from their customer service. I think it was via Instagram, uh, like direct messages. It says, hi, this is from Uniball themselves. Hi, the Kuratoga Dive is a highly valued piece sought after by many. We also ran into issues with resellers buying them in groups to resell. The price is to combat the resellers. Mm-hmm. I got so angry at this. Sure I, I could not even see straight. A brand doing this and having that reasoning. Mm. 
is the most anti-consumer action I've seen a stationer make in a while. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So this is like flexible pricing, right? Can you imagine a way... Can you imagine a scenario in which this would be okay? Like, what if Uniball said, like, we're trying to manage our inventory or something? Like, the pen's selling selling too quickly. I'm going to grant you this question. Mm And say, as a manufacturer, there is no valid reason to ever do make this decision. Okay. You either make it up front knowing we cannot make many of these pens. And we thought, like, we had a good price on this pen. Like, this is, you know, we did all of our accounting and we came up with the price of this pen and felt like it was an accurate market reflection of what this pen is worth. Um. And you have to own that from the jump. You can't now say, oh, well, people are buying it and reselling it more because we can't make enough, so we're just going to do it ourselves. Like, you can just go pound sand. Like, I Mm -hmm. just don't believe that the people who made this decision have just any concept of their place in, in, in the market, right? You can't come in and sell a product for $40 and then tell me, well, that was too cheap and resellers are reselling it for more. So now we're going to sell it for $99. I'm just, I'm just trying to like check with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They accounted correctly when they launched the product, right? Mm -hmm. From a math and profit perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to gouge, right? It's not the manufacturer's job to gouge. That's the secondary market. <laughs> That's their job to gouge. I can't argue with the secondary market, right? If people are going to, like, scalpers are going to scalp, whatever. Like, I can't help that. If Uniball can't make enough of these pencils, they should take it down and say, hey, look, we're going to hold until we have enough of a backstock for everyone to have them. Yeah. Right? Or we're going to rethink, or we're going to do this and that. But no, they're going to stick it to their customer because of resellers? I don't understand that. Have you do you have have you ever heard of anyone doing this? Like the the brand says, I mean, "Hey, the resellers are getting all the profit here. We're going to jump in that." Honestly, yes, but not in pens. But like mm-hmm. I've seen it in other things. I've seen it in fashion, I've seen it in uh tickets. Mm-hmm. Right? You go oh, to Ticketmaster sure. now and they have that well, that's like, different. That's I'm, the variable I'm, pricing thing. Yeah. Like that's the but that's not coming from the source manufacturer, right? That's not coming from the band, right? Yes, uh, th- th- yes. I think the key part, and I understand where you're coming from, is that like <laughs> this almost sounds like some kind of communism political statement. Uniball <laughs> controls the method of supply, right? Like yes. th- there's something yeah, yeah, about yeah. that. That's where am I? Where is that coming from? Like there's some there's something about that phrase that i've just said that's like triggering something in my brain mm-hmm. that i can't put my finger on but like they control the means of supply in right. theory like i will right. give them the ben not i will give them the lenience in that you can want to make as many as you want to make right but sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not feasible right you know this mm-hmm. i know this like mm-hmm. that can happen however it does i'm not saying that it it allows you to 2x the price of your product, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a is a bit much. Uh <laughs> but you know, I, I don't I don't think it is as simple for us to say it's just like we'll just make more. Like 
You know what I mean? Like it doesn't oh, no, necessarily no, yeah. work that way. I never, I never say that. Like, I mean, yeah. I know I was alluding to that, like, yes. but no, 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 it's never just, well, we'll just make more. Like, no, yeah. it's not that simple because we're, we're over a year into this already. Like, then they just never been able to do it. Right. But there is, there is a, a weird arrogance in people want this product so much that it's being bought on the the, the second hand market or the black market or gray market gray market right it would be, it would be mm-hmm. in this instance yes that we're just we would like that money like there mm-hmm. is an arrogance in that right right which is like no we'll have that which gets back to my whole which i i didn't you know explain clearly because i don't think i have to um, it's just a business philosophy thing that I would never even consider doing, right? Like the thought, like that they came up with this idea is just gross to me, right? Mm-hmm. From from a business perspective, right? Like that you decide to run a business this way, like a large, a large business, and this is a tiny, tiny product. Let me be very clear. In in the grand scheme of Uniball, right? Which is just it's just this. They're just being. I like I it, they just don't get it right like this is a I I just didn't expect this right like this is just a, a didn't get it thing like now what Combat if like the resellers is like such a strange thing to say like about this product because it's like yeah. well but what about the people that want it then well like, let me tell you Mike if you complain hard enough to them and email them enough they will offer you a $20 off coupon because that's happened to some of my friends. I don't even know what to say about that. That just shows you that how clueless they they Why are. About $20? This whole Why not 40? I don't know. Why not take it down to the actual price then? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like why $20? Mm-hmm. Why is it better at 79 than at mm-hmm. 49 or whatever it was before? Like that there yeah. is a weirdness in that. Like if Again, it's like if they were just like, hey, we've reassessed the market. This product is now $99. Like, I would yep. feel better about that because it's kind of just like, we can't make more of them. There's inc- it's incredibly high demand. So we're just going to take advantage of that situation. And then now our yep. product is $99. But it is right. the combat the resellers part, which is the yep. strange thing and to consider. Yeah. And they haven't come out and said, this is now the price of the dive. You know, yeah. and then everyone will make a different like value decision on that. And but it, to me, this says we're combating this problem till we can make enough, and then we're going to start selling it for forty dollars again. That's just gross, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like I I I can't even like wrap my head around this a little bit, right? It's so just disconnected from like your consumer base. Like mm-hmm. it's just so anti-consumer. It just it it hurts because I you know I love Uniball, and this is just. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm kind of stunned. Like I get some small company making, you know, flying by the seat of their pants, making a decision and then just going, oh, like, I mean, I've certainly made mistakes. I've made pricing mistakes and it's like, man, like, yeah, I screwed that up. And, you know, let's let's not do that again. And let's learn from this. This is just like, like egregious gouging. And I am I am just not here for it. You think as well, like if you making a decision like this you have to consider what your customer base will think about you in the long run they clearly didn't right but that's it right they i don't think they've done that like yeah you if you upset 
people do they get a bad taste in their mouth? That's like, yeah. is it worth the fifty dollars more? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, to me, right, right. Like, what damage are you doing by by doing mm. this? And like, I certainly don't know. But this seems like like a not very well thought out decision. Like, this seems like a snap reaction to something, and they they don't seem to care. Like, it's been this way for weeks now. So. And this, I mean, believe me, this is conversation isn't going to change what they think. They don't care. No, they've what made what their decision. Think, but like, this is the decision. And you know what's happening? They're making more money. So who's going to change their mind? Are they, though? Like, this is not a $99 pencil. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only one color in stock. <laughs> so they're sold out the other two. Well, maybe they didn't have one to begin with. That's true, too. Anyway, I, I thought I would bring this, like, because I'm really, like, I'm really disgusted by this whole situation. Like, I, 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 I've yet to be able to wrap my head around it completely other than just, I'm really upset about it and just the, the philosophy of it. Right. It's not the actual physical thing. It's like, okay, that's just another physical thing I don't need, but like the philosophy, like the corporate philosophy, uh, that's where like my problem, Mm. my problem stands. And then, and then backing it up with just outrageous comments. It's like, golly, this is wow. Y'all really, y'all really stepped in in this and don't seem to care. Like do not care. So it is what it is. Do you know who does care, Brad? I do, Mike. I think it's Squarespace. They it really Squarespace. care. They really care because they care about giving you the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you'll be able to stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website. You can engage directly with your audience and sell your products, services, or the content that you create. Squarespace has you covered. It's super simple to get started with one of their best-in-class, beautifully designed website templates that are very easily customizable to fit your needs to fit the, your kind of brand style, the colors you're looking for. It's super simple. You just browse their category of websites to match the business or site that you want to create to find that perfect starting place and then make it feel like your own. They have all of the tools that you're going to need to start selling your own products in your own Squarespace online store. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, they have everything you need built right in and they can help you understand your business using their insights platform. You can find out where your visitors are coming from, where your sales are coming from, and which channels are most effective for you. Everything is available for you to analyze right within Squarespace for you to then take that data to make your website better, your content better, and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords, products, or content. I've been using Squarespace for 15 years. It's the place that I go when I want to put something online and I have that idea I want to get out into the world and I don't want to spend tons of time like really digging into the code. No, Squarespace is easy. (laughs) Squarespace is beautiful. Squarespace is the place to go. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, Use the offer code PENADDICT. You will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash PENADDICT. And then when you decide to sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT and you will get yourself 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Mike, I got our shout out of the week. And the week. This, this came out of me doing research for our next topic, which we're going to get to in just a minute. I'm going to share with you. But this blog I came across when I was researching is called Shellshore. And I, I feel like they just wanted me to say it out loud because it's it's a challenge, but like I, I get it. And I, I they do pen and pencil and stationary reviews. And I haven't run across this site before, but it looks really cool. So like the, the author's name is Nathan and they review things like the Pentel Carry mechanical pencil, the Karen 
pattern dash fix pencil, all of the things like like I'm digging all of the topics that they cover and it's really cool. So I just wanted to shout that out. I've added them to my feed reader. And to further the <laughs> Shell Shore, what, you, what this is <laughs> to further the Shell Shore content, I want you to look at a link I just added to the list. Yeah, and it is the Lamy Safari Atoya Copper. Okay. All right. So we have talked about this pen before. Okay, and we talked about it just as an idea that. You know, we were talking about just Lamy making cool things for the Japanese market, and they did a great job on this. And guess what, Mike? One of my kind followers sent me this pen. They went to on a trip to Japan, went to a Toya, bought this pen, and sent it to me. So it's in my hand. And I didn't notice, Mike, until I got it in hand, that it had a very specific logo design on this barrel. So if you you can see it in every picture, but if you go down to the one, two, three, fourth picture, mm-hmm. it is very clear what I'm going to address here and what I would like to ask you. So we talk about our branding designations, the the brand X brand conversation is, is what we call it. So the barrel of this Lamy Safari, this very beautiful Lamy Safari, it's gray with a copper clip. The barrel is stamped with X Atoya. Mm-hmm. on it and what they're saying it that this is literally the physical product x the store brand and i wanted to know your thoughts on this because this my friend is quite a statement hmm. so what we're saying the lamy safari by atoya i actually think this counts for me but in a physical aspect not in, it is it does not say lamy x atoya it does not say safari x atoya it does not say lamy no, safari no i actually kind of like it because it's it's making it clear this product it is, is by us it is a grand Big statement, statement. yeah and i am here for it cuz it I, I i don't my kind of feeling i do i do have some like rules but they're squishy right because for <laughs> this one if we called this the atoya by lamy like that i don't know if that would work so mm-hmm. well for me because i mean if if the way that it's written on shellshore is the lamy safari by atoya like if that's the brand name that they've if they've given it that that it makes has sense to, be, though, to me based that on the stamping yeah yes so because this is like atoya it's their lamy safari mm-hmm. right Rather than like if it was Atoya Copper 01 by Lamy, that -hmm. would make sense to me. Yes. Right? But because it's Mm -hmm. called the Lamy Safari by Atoya, that makes (laughs) sense to me. Like this is the Lamy Safari as designed by Atoya, Mm -hmm. if that's what they're Mm -hmm. saying. Right? Like they went through and were like, we want this color and this and this and this. That would make sense to me. Yep. I just kind of love it. I don't know how I didn't notice this when I was looking, fawning over the pictures mm-hmm. when it first came out. But it just says X Atoya on the barrel, That's and incredible. I'm like, that is bold and uh-huh. brazen. And like, I give me more of this. <laughs> I'm like, this? this. It's it's just like put it on like the physical building. It's like mm-hmm. this building X Atoya. <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. That's like that takes some bravado to pull off and I'm kind of down with it. Like I like it. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that would be a good um a good uh 
little dissertation on how we think about these collaborations. And this was a new format that we haven't seen where they're just taking the physical product as the before the the prefix and then the X brand on there. It's kind of fascinating to me. So I I, I will like just say lot. though, this to me is a perfect example of how like using the X is just not needed. So like for ah, me good point. Yeah. I would just say this is the Atoya Lami Safari. That's what this is. Like just call yeah. it that. And like Yeah, it doesn't need the X, does it? It doesn't need on it. The barrel. Like, this is like for, for the Mark Ones that we do with Studio Neat for Cortex brand, it's called the Cortex Mark One. Like it doesn't need to be the Mark One by Cortex brand. It doesn't need to be Cortex by Studio Neat Mark One. Like it's you can just call it what it is. Like yeah. this is mm-hmm. the Atoya Lami Safari Copper O one. Like mm-hmm. that's all this needs to be. You don't need to have the X in there at all. Yeah. Sometimes, like it just makes sense to me this way because of the, what the product is. It doesn't have. We don't have to do everything like a collab, like a collab. You know. Right. 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 Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, I thought you would enjoy that because uh, I get an outsized kick over these type of of little things, and I get an outsized kick at yelling at Uniball Tube mm-hmm. for big things like that. So, <clears throat> all right. Bringing it back around, I want to touch on a few Kickstarter campaigns, Mike, that have crossed uh, crossed my uh, my eyeballs here across the internet. Um, first up, the Namisu Pulsar. So I got an email yesterday saying, "Hey, we got a you know we've both you and I have both uh, backed Namisu projects before. Yep. I know you're you're pretty." pretty good fan of Namisu mm-hmm. like you've used them before right mm-hmm. um uh UK based uh by the yep. way which you know but I'm not sure all of our listeners know so uh they are uh in Edinburgh did I do that one right oh, Edinburgh yeah Birmingham um <laughs> <laughs> so so they sent out an email say hey go check out our new Kickstarter like you know when you do these these campaigns you know you're on you're on the mailing list for future campaigns and they can send out messages and they did a mechanical pencil and uh, me- mechanical pencils all the rage now, Mike. Um, sure clearly, uh, clearly, I'm a huge mechanical pencil p- pencil well, fan. You no know kidding. This. Yeah, no kidding. Slightly, a little bit. Um, but they did something cool. Like I was not like way in on this. I was like, okay, cool. You know, titanium barrels, metal barrels. You know, copper knocks, different things like that. It's like, yeah, like I, I, I'm good. Like I. You know, I'm part of Spoke Design, you know, Disclosure, and like I like our pencils. They're metal, and like these are metal and neural grips. And I was like, yeah, I've got, I've got all these. Then they went and made a polycarbonate barrel. Oh my like. god, that's good looking. <laughs> so there is a clear polycarbonate barrel, and that's how Namisu gets Brad to back their product. So that's good looking. Like the polycarbonate, it's good looking. That's yes, oh, extra good looking. Yes, so. It, you just as a pencil product alone, the metal ones look fantastic, right? And they have like this slide knock uh, on the front where they can do the different metal parts, different metal coatings. Then they went and did the polycarbonate, and then they have like the flame torch torch metal, like you see in there. Um, we'll, we should put a link into the show notes, which I didn't. I can get it for you afterward. Uh, the Leonardo Memento Zero Prisma, which is a special edition done by uh, Stilo and Stile in Italy, that was long. It sold out immediately. It was a frosted um, barrel, clear barrel, and then had these these rainbow things. Oh, yeah, it's it's just, or it's like the Twisby Iris Seven Hundred R, the Twisby yeah. Fact. Uh, 700R where you have a clear barrel and then the metal parts are torched right there. They're, mm-hmm. they're, 
um, you know, the different metals have, have been flamed. So you get the, like the purples and the greens and the blues and the yellows in there. So it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I will go for the polycarbonate. Plus I know I'm going to like the polycarb, the weighting of the polycarbonate because it has the metal grip. I like mechanical pencils, um, that have that, that weighted grip, you know, more than big, in, in a lightweight barrel. It's a little bit long. Um, I'm interested to see how it stacks up to, to other pencils size wise. I'm going to say, gosh, uh, they, so they have the measurement in here, 148 millimeters. I will have to check, uh, and see like traditionally, like what is a Rotring 600? I don't know. Maybe you can find that while I'm vamping. Mm-hmm real quick so like a rotring 600 is like a traditionally sized mechanical pencil and i'm gonna say it's like a good quarter inch longer than that so uh probably uh, a good double digit millimeter length uh, differential here says 16.9 centimeters no that's not right no that's not right i don't think that might be packaging uh i'm trying to find someone who's got yeah it i can here, find it right? um 14.1, according to a website called Unsharpen, which is pens and pencils reviews and data. 14.1 centimeters body size. Length. All right. See, I see 13.7. This is a great podcast. Let's say around 14 centimeters then. So this is that's significantly longer. So, you know, um, so what did, what did we say? Like six millimeters difference? Or at least that's what I'm looking at. So anyway, it's a little bit longer. It's a long pencil. Wait, well, how um, long did you say this one was from the Misu? Uh, 148. So it's like oh. 10 millimeters. Oh, okay. So that's weird. That it looks much bigger one, than that. One centimeter longer, right? You know Boy, what it gonna is? Get, we're going to get emails on this. <laughs> you know what it is, I think? What? It's hmm. the um, the knock, right? Visually S- is smaller looking. Right, and yes, is going to be lighter and lower down the barrel. It's just, yeah. it's maybe it's more visual than actual physical. It's just yeah. more of like a, an illusion type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like the knock, the way it's designed, will actually go around the internal mechanism mm-hmm. and and push it down. Um, so it's a placement thing. Um, which which required the barrel to be a little bit longer. So anyway, um, completely fairly priced. Um. You know, I got in on the early bird for the for the polycarbonate, thirty three pounds. I mean, I was like, sure, like I I will try this out. So yeah, I am I I'm digging that. Um, I yeah, have I've backed. got a question the size again yeah, 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 yeah. because the mm-hmm. polycarbonate shows that there is an empty space at the end, and yeah, I don't understand why it's as big as it is. It could be a bit smaller. It looks probably like. for um. Like aesthetically, with the knock location, like if I think if you got it to the end of the barrel, you're gonna throw off the proportions a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're probably right. Being design designer boy here, it has yep. to be in the right spot to have a visual balance. Mm-hmm. Right, so it would probably look thrown off if you truncated that end a little bit. I think it would. And be this is where you get into that series of trade offs, right? Because now yes. it's like is now. the now you're like too big pencil. because you had right. this design point that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I can't right. answer these questions until I try it. But like just visually, it looks mm-hmm. large in someone's hand to me. Yeah, yeah. But, so the as long as it's lightweight and the diameter is manageable, like the length I can deal with. But we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see what it's like. It's very good looking. Yeah, and for the price, it was worth worth taking a shot on. 
So like that's how I've treated Kickstarter in the past. Like there's a lot of pens and pencils and products that still come across Kickstarter. And, you know, I back a few projects a year where I used to back a lot more. I think I've backed, I think I'm a, you know, one of those 100 plus project backers type of people. Um, so I do a lot of Kickstarter, but I haven't, I haven't been in there recently. I got the, the, uh, the Enso Uno XL. That was a good one. The Carto pen was a good one. And that's kind of like the last couple that I remember getting. So um, I'm looking forward to this one, especially like getting something different like the polycarbonate in a mechanical pencil because we are seeing a lot of mechanical pencils, which leads us into the next one. So it's the Big Eye Design Bolt Action Mechanical Pencil. So it uses the same Schmidt internal mechanism. And like this one, I didn't back, but it's actually for different reasons. So number one, Big Eye Design makes a ton of things. And if I want it, I can probably get it right after uh, the campaign, right? They are very prolific in just having products available. It's like, if I, I don't exactly have to get this today, um, the price is much more expensive. Um, you know, I think it's like $100. $100. Yeah. Um, which is also fine. Like I have no problem with the price. Right. Um, the thing that was actually a detractor for me, which is actually a positive for a lot of people is you get all three Schmidt mechanisms with it. So you can get the 0.5, the 0.7 and the 0.9 mechanism for Mm -hmm. you get one barrel, three mechanisms. I don't need that. Like I'm not, I'm just going to stick with the one mechanism I need. I don't need to swap out my mechanisms, but I think for a lot of people, it's going to be like a pro, right? Like this is a very, um, would be a very popular for a lot of people. I, I mean, they've raised really like a hundred thousand dollars already, right? It's a hundred thousand yeah. dollar campaign already. It's great. I think that this is a very, very smart, um, mechanism mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. have it, the bolt action retract the lead pipe. And then there's a space to then actuate the. Uh, so it's lead. a double step. Yeah, the lead being mm-hmm. being uh, increased or decreased. And that's what I looked at when it came out, right? I think so it's super smart. I, I think the it design is. of this is really cool, and that does. And again, like I don't think that was easy to make. Right, <laughs> that no, seems like no. a very complicated thing to get right. Um, right. So I got to hand it to him. I personally, I'm more interested in this than the Namiso. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I'm totally down with that. And I like the style of the big eye designs. I like the different color clips. Yeah. Like the different color bolts. Like, I like that these have a clip where they like the Namisu doesn't. I, I like, it's not really fair to compare the, compare the two, but I mean, you can't help but doing it. But the first thing when I saw these is like, tell me about this knock mechanism because you're telling me that I can retract the lead pipe completely and also, you know, extend the lead. And it's a bolt action. So yeah, mm-hmm. like I, the first thing I did was like, show me the diagram or show me this working. And the, sure enough, there's a diagram in there. It's almost like a little, um, a, like a S shape um, bolt action to where there's two phases to it. So you have the the phase to, to um, extend the actual tip of the pen. And then you have the click to extend the lead, which is a separate notch in there. And I think it's pretty cool. So um, cool. like, I'm like super fine waiting on this because I know this will be easy to get after the campaign. And like, you know, I feel like, like the price price wise, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to really miss out on a, on a few bucks here, uh, to, to go early. So yeah, I'll, I will be looking forward to this. This is probably something I will pick up, uh, afterwards if I'm interested in it. So, uh, very cool. And then what, uh, the product that actually made me do this little Kickstarter campaign, is uh, my my friends uh, Sayway and Taylor <laughs> at uh, CWNT. 
They made one of those simple little things that they do so well. They're, they're very like special very, over there, right? They like are. They're, they're living in a different <laughs> speed to the rest of the world, <laughs> they, and I adore it. That's the good way to put it. I love them so much. They make the simplest things, like, <laughs> and, like over-engineer the simplest things, and then on top of it, say, yes, I should have that. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like I, like, I probably have things that can do the same thing, but this is, and, and look, like, it's a great name too, right? This product is called the 556688. So, and those numbers are the angles of this little block that is designed as a phone stand. And they made all three angles to do different ideas, um, you know, with your phone stand. So you have a, if you have used the 55 degree angle, you can use it to aim down to photograph or record video, like on a surface, right? If you have something, you can have it pointing more towards the surface. For 66 degrees, you can have a chat or take, take taller things, you know, like do like a FaceTime. And then for the 88, like almost the straight up angle, it's like the the video chat or like mm-hmm. the point of view documentation. So it was, uh, <laughs> it's really simple, really smart. It's typical CWNT, right? Like it's just, it's really good and cute. And like I've backed for two of them <laughs> and because I need one on this desk and I need one on my other desk and one to be portable around. And of course, Mike, they have this stinking add-on that got me. So they have the pen type C, which is the little fidget pen that I like. Like the, uh, I call it the gift shop pen with the little, um, the little wire cover that most people really will not like this pen or use this pen very frequently, but it actually works well for me. They have this really beautiful green and all these glyphs on the the side of the package uh, or on the side etched on the side of the pen. So it's it's kind of cool. So yeah. Uh, thanks, Sayway and Taylor. Y'all got me again, so appreciate that. <laughs> so something funny to me. This doesn't mean anything at all, but it mm-hmm. is just funny mm-hmm. to me. So there were three products here, right? They mm-hmm. all have videos. Mm-hmm. This has the longest video out of the three things we're talking about today. Really? And I just think that's adorable. Like the two pens, a mm-hmm. minute. This one, yeah. two minutes. That's how they roll. They're, so they're, just, they're different. Like they they're are. just this product. I love the look of it. I wished mm-hmm. that you could put a cable through it. You put a cable through that, and I'd be happy, right? Like if I could have my phone uh, charging see. somehow. But I know oh, it'd be know. a totally different product mm-hmm. then, because you would need to yeah. have enough like clearance from the bottom. But yeah, it's just like yeah, a lovely yeah. little idea. Lovely. Because I was just, all I could see was like photography and video. I was like, okay, yes, I will use this, right? And again, like it was um, thirty dollars. How much are these? Uh yeah, thirty three dollars. So you know it's nice aluminum. They they CW team would just make like high quality, very like their craftsmanship's great. You know it's not cheap, but it's not expensive either, right? And I think I will get a lot of use out of it. So <laughs> that's what sent me down the the stinking Kickstarter rabbit hole. That and Namisu's email. So I got marketed to very heavily this week, Mike. Yeah. Uh, except by Uniball, they did not market to me very well. So they can they can do something well, else with their they lives did uh but uh, mm. but it wasn't good <laughs> all right you want to end this on a positive note you sure i mean i mean we were we were we've been very positive here this whole show this this show's about positivity mike except on uniball's kurotoga dive pricing mm-hmm. otherwise we're very positive here at the Pen Attic podcast um i've been wanting to write 
And I wrote a little note here in in the in the show notes called "Happy Writing." Like I don't know what it should be called. I don't know why I feel different than literally my entire life, my relationship with writing, right? Like I've always been into like handwriting, like the physical act of writing. Um, you know, since I was a kid, that's why I, you know, have a blog about pens because I like to find pens that make me happy when I write with them. But recently, and I can't explain it and there's no good reason for it. But wow, I have just wanted to write with everything, like all the pens, all the pencils, all the fountain pens, all the notebooks, all the paper. I'm just like, what can I write? What can I write? And it's not that much different than my day to day, except other, right now I'm just actually thinking about it a lot. Like it, it comes up in my head more than normal, even if, okay, today I wrote X amount and you know, or a month ago I wrote X amount and today I write, you know, X plus one, right? I feel like it's a lot more when it's really the exact same, mm-hmm. but the feeling I have about wanting to do it is very strange to me right now. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go write a bunch of pages in my journal <laughs> or I'm just going to go write this list or I'm going to go test this pen or I'm going to go try these inks. Like I'm just about to like, I'm about to do a whole fountain pen and ink refresh. And like, I'm excited about this. I don't know why. And there's, it doesn't have to be a reason, you know, it's what I do. It's who I am. It's built in me. We've always talked about one of my frequent comments is that I can't not do this, but for some reason I am even more amped about writing right now. And I don't know that there's a conversation around this or like there's any reason why it's like, I just feel like writing is in a good place right now. And maybe it's because like, you know, I've been just like generally stressed for no reason and like had a lot of, lot of anxiety over the last couple of weeks for no reason. Right. Like the, the, the people who, you know, like myself who, who are uh, very highly anxious people, there doesn't have to be reasons to be <laughs> anxious. So when I have, the complete opposite feelings of just complete joy with writing with a pen. It stands out. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's my point is like, there is this enjoyment from using these things and the tactile feel of these things and the holding of these things and the, the looking at the, the design of these things and joking about these things. And, you know, uh, taking it out on companies who price things incorrectly things i don't know it just makes me happy and i'm glad to be able to share that with everyone that was so all when you're saying about writing because i mm-hmm. originally thought you were going to mean you meant like blogging more but you just meant nah. like actually writing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the physical pen to paper or pencil to paper act has been more at the forefront of my mind than i it so much like I literally do this all day, every day. So for it to stand out that much for a long span, like we're talking, this has probably been going on for like a month. It stands out to me when I have these thoughts because I just do it every day anyway, right? I'm always writing something. For me to notice even more than I already do like I don't I I guess I'm trying to figure this out. I was like, what does that say? And like it doesn't have to say anything. It just means, yeah, yeah, this stuff's cool, right? It doesn't have to be more than that. Or like, hey, this is fun. 
are like, I enjoy this. Like, it doesn't have to be some something more than that. But it was to a point where I was noticing this like every day. I was like, huh, I really want to use this pen and this ink and this paper. Let's go. And I do it. And it's like, yeah, that was cool. What else? Like, what's, oh, let's use this pen and this ink and this paper. Oh, let's try this pencil. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm always like that, but I've just noticed it right now. And I can't explain why, nor should I probably try. Um, no, but sometimes you know. I think if you notice something about yourself like that, then you're best to like make it clear and capitalize on that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's something, you know, kind of like the yearly themes in that, right? Where it's just like if you can put a label on a thing, then mm-hmm. you're giving yourself a reason to experience it. So if like right now you're like, right now... I am just having a great time mixing and matching products and just using them. Like if you can mm-hmm. put that out loud, right? Like if you can just yeah. make that like a clear thing, then you're saying to yourself, you know what's going to make me happy right now? Like I already know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's playing around with these pens. And then just yeah. you can give yourself an excuse to do it and you're not going to feel yeah. guilty about it because you're not just like tooling around. Like you know, you're, you're doing something to specifically, like purposefully to make mm-hmm. yourself feel better. Yeah, and it's it's like a very like my my thought processes are when it comes to like this new this writing thing that I'm in right now. It's a very like specific focus. Like at the time, it's not like I'm going to go write mm-hmm. and enjoy that. It's like no, I'm going to use this pen and this ink and this nib and this paper, and this is what I'm going to write about. It's this really weird clarity <laughs> going right now because like l- I literally do this every day. Like what is different over the last 15 years about this last month where I've just had these thoughts, and I'm sure I've had these thoughts before, but I've never had it just be just like this overwhelming thing on the front of my mind. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do this, and yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. It's it's good. Like no complaints. Like it, It's like... I guess I'm just surprising myself because I already do all this. What's different? And I don't know. Doesn't have to be different. It just feels good. Happy writing, Mike. If you want to uh, find some products online that you can enjoy with happy writing, you can find the show notes for this episode. You can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 565. And if you want to get yourself something great to write with, why don't you head over to spokedesign.com nice. as well? Get yourself yeah. a lovely pen, a lovely mechanical pencil. Brad also has wonderful products available in the Pen Addict shop at penaddict.com. There's always some fun collabs, collabs, some something uh-huh. by something always happening you know over what? there. <laughs> you know what? Next week, we should talk about some new things I'm up to with like Spoke and the Pen Addict. I have had some new things come across. See, I like that. This stuff doesn't even cross my mind, the capitalism portion. We'll talk about <laughs> of it the next episode. Time. I'd like to do <laughs> we'll, that. We'll do that next week. We got some fun things going on. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about some stuff I'm working on too. We can we can okay, cover cool. that next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find Brad streaming multiple times a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find him as penaddict on mastodon.social. Uh, he's also penaddict on Instagram. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, you can find my products over at cortexbrand.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Pen Addict, and thank you to Squarespace for their support. We'll be back next time. Don't forget, upgrade... No, not upgrade. I keep doing this. Penaddictfeedback.com. <laughs> Sorry. I see, where I, I see where I stand. It's the one I say the most. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, I, every, sure. every episode of Upgrade, I say upgradefeedback.com three times. 
Uh-huh. So, you know, that's just how it goes. Penaddictfeedback.com is the best possible form <laughs> that anyone could go to. Go there to send in your Ask TPA questions, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Jason. <laughs>